Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of Lost Tales of India where we cover some of the lesser known and mysterious stories of the country. And as always, I am Udit Singh and joining me is Sanjay Pa. Hi Udit. Hi guys. And Sanjay, so we've been having a lot of serious topics. Oh yes, we have. Yeah. You know guys, this is the reason I decided that we need to give Odin the chance to pick the topic. So what have you done this time for us? You know, uh, do you hear that? Yes, I hear that. That's the drizzle outside. Yeah, so that's the topic basically. It's it's monsoon. It's all around us. Yes guys, we are going to be talking about monsoon today. And uh, what comes to your head, Odin? And why have you chosen this topic? Because you know, monsoon is not something we Indians don't know. We already love. So, what is the lost tale here we're talking about today? Uh, that's great that you mentioned that because I have two stories exactly. Okay. We have two stories exactly. That one which is about how the uh, rain smells. Okay. And one which is created by it. Oh, now, they were just Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly telling us, but yeah. Yeah, in fact, all the people just, you know, go so back So, if you guys love the smell of rain, Enjoy this season. This is an episode you need to hear. But before exactly when I say monsoon, what comes to your mind? So many things actually, you know. I remember making those paper boats uh-huh. while going to catch the school bus right. and sitting in the evening with my parents over a cup of pot chai and some high cream on samosas. And of course, you know, the, the beautiful smell of the rain. You know? Right. And what about, what about you? You so, said you've been in Guwahati, right? That's a place where there's a lot of rain. Right, so how one Really, really, really interesting story that is from Guwahati. That's one of the things that comes to my mind immediately. Tell us about it. So, when, when it rains in Guwahati, it's not like it's, it's for two hours and it's done. No, it can rain for days straight. Okay. And uh, I remember to, during my last exam of my last semester, it was the final day. And the final and, of the finals. Yeah, final of finals. And it was raining four days straight. And it wasn't like normal business. It's just sheer rain like opportunity. It was, it was insane. Alright? And uh Even the exams were still going on? Exams were still going on. No, 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 I mean, no, 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 Parallel through to our uh, lecture halls okay. when we had the exams, and there was thunderstorms everywhere. Okay. And we were halfway done through our exams, hmm. and all of a sudden, there's an earthquake. What? No, no, that sounds crazy to you, but if you're from Guwahati, you know this is not this is not an unusual thing. This it, is a normal thing. You this is a normal thing. Yeah, yeah. In Guwahati, earthquake is a morning alarm. Alright. Oh <laughs> yeah. So. That was happening and we were all pretty confused. We were like, do we actually get up? Do we sit down? Because we don't write an exam. But eventually we like, this is the final exam. Let's give it some respect. We don't get We paddled the way across again. And uh, my hostel, which is a hostel for only three floors, you know, and uh, just printed a bit for dogs, you know, because this is a way to prevent disasters during earthquakes. And I was on the third floor. So let's go. So I walk to the third floor, take the stairs, and there's a hole in my uh, door. That's another story altogether. But I open the door, and all of a sudden, I'm giving her, I'm not making this up, right in front of my eyes is a goat. There's a goat? <laughs> it's a, there's a goat. 
Yes, third floor of the hospital. Oh, so the goat is drenched, it's scared, it's under my bed. And oh my god, that's so funny. That I, really, I really don't have to react to this, but this is really funny. Nobody did. And that, I, that whole day, the, the, we had this thing, we had the IP messenger which broadcasts messages across the hostel. Okay. And it, that was the top of the tower. There's a goat in the room. Go to the And it's just running out there. So that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Okay. The other thing is coffee. Okay. So, Why coffee? Is it because of exams? No, 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 no. So is this one of the things you said we'll talk about? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But before that, I'll have to like talk a bit about my obsession with coffee. Okay. So, uh, so I was taught how to like the importance of brewing by one of the people who was uh, was one of the best bartenders in the country. He won the competition of the best bartender in the country, and he taught me about this uh, cocktail which has the base of coffee. And that was his signature style, and then he moved back to Spain. So I'm the only guy. He passed it on to me, and I'm the only guy who knows it. So you've got this really special coffee heritage knowledge. So, and I got to know the importance of all different flavors of coffee, and then I was the blue. So when I go to Starbucks, I take, I don't take the coffee there, I take the coffee bottle because I've had enough of people who are spending money. And so so when it comes to coffee, it really depends on where you store it. So you have many other commercials when it comes to you know when it smells of coffee like oh it smells like mountain rice this smells of coffee yeah and you're like you're making stuff up no it actually makes sense so I want to give one such example right and this is a coffee that I'm trying to get my hands on it's called the monsoon malabar monsoon malabar that sounds exotic it sounds exotic but it's funny that you never heard of it right no no I haven't no. heard of this I have coffee too but I Let's treat it in Nescafe and room most of the time. Exactly. But, but not Monsoon Malabar. But if you were from the Europe or the Scandinavian region, you would have pretty much heard of it. It's very popular oh, there. Wow. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you the story of this. So, it began as an accident. Some of the best stories began like that. That's and true. So, let's go back to the colonial era. Oh, so, so, this is got a long history to This is from the colonial era. Okay. And, you know, trade routes are still being there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, British carry over the, the, the goods from here back to their homeland. Okay. So, one of the most famous things was the coffee. They took it from India back to the, their place. But the thing is, the trade route was pretty long. It went through Africa, the Cape of Good Hope, and then to England. Yeah, so, if you imagine that, that's a very long route. So, that took them around six to eight months. Oh, that's not, a lot of Yeah, now imagine, so coffee beans are stored uh, in the in ship, ship for six, six to eight months. months. And they have to go through the stormy winds, the breeze, and you know, there. So what happens is, coffee beans are organic, right? So they, they get fermented, and that storage, they sort of lose the flavor if they're in the open space. It's kind of like spoiled. Exactly like spoiled, okay. right? So by the time they reach so, the UN. It's getting spoiled. Now imagine a person there, like imagine the travelers have gone back to England and they see the coffee spoiled. And somebody comes up to them and they're like, hey, the queen has this party and she's really looking forward to coffee that you brought from India. Uh-huh. 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 Right? Yeah. And so some really smart girls like, you know what, let's just, let's just give the coffee as it is. What happened then? Did the queen, as you say, yeah. or did the people who consume the coffee get angry or what? They loved it. They enjoyed it. They really enjoyed it. And it became, it became a delicacy then. Right? That's weird. Yeah, this, uh, this uh, thing that lost its flavor, texture, it lost its green texture, became pale, became a delicacy then. Well, everybody's got the taste. Everybody has the taste, right? Yeah. So what happens when years pass? Obviously, technology improves, which means you have more technologically advanced ships, which means 
the grey roots gets faster mm. and which means the time spent on waters gets shorter, right? Oh. Right? So what happens? The coffee beans are not yeah, there. So they're not changing the same thing. They're not changing way. the same, they're still fresh, right? So now is the fun part. So, mm. so the coffee that comes from uh, India and reaches England is very similar in taste. Okay. But guess what? The people don't like that taste. They don't like the original taste. They don't like the original taste. They like the one which they had a yeah, like aged one. Yeah, they like the aged one, right? Huh. Yeah. So there was a demand for the aged coffee, right? Okay. Think about this. But now think about this from the Indian traders' perspective. The demand was completely different, right? They were selling fresh coffee. But but the demand was for aged coffee. Yeah. So unless they came up with something, they would run out of business. Yes. Guess what? Some people at Malabar figured it out. Okay, what did they do? They, this is getting more and more interesting. This is right. So, this is a process that these guys devised. It's called Monsooning. Right? This is why it's so well now. So, uh, they spread up all the sunrise wings in an open sided cement floor warehouse. Okay. Open sided means there's no roof. So, it's open. It's open to the elements. Fine. And so for the first week or ten days, the coffee beans are you know turned over by wood right? So every side of it is exposed to everything in the surroundings. Okay. Imagine in a monsoon studio, whatever happens to winds, the sunlight. There's a lot of moisture in the winds. Is yes, that so what yes. creating the change? Yes, yes, exactly. So the wind is going through, right? So it's the moisture is getting absorbed. So it's it's basically kind of conditioning the same thing that the that happens on the seaboard. But that's not it. So this happens for first week to ten days. And then uh, uh, okay, so the wind is coming from Arabian Sea. Yes. If you if you're on the Malabar coast, right? And and that's the same trade route that these guys follow. So this happens between June to July and every batch goes through this process three times. Yeah, the grading of the coffee beans is done. Huh. So this is called polishing. Everybody yes. 
is a bit familiar with the coffee process, knows that this is the case. And once it's done, it's well fumigated and that for it. Right? Wow. Yeah, so this, and you can imagine why it's not popular in India because it was never the demand. Like, yeah, so the demand was always outside. Always India. outside. But honestly, I've heard the story and I'm really curious to know how it tastes, you know, how is monsoon affecting the coffee? We need to get some of that in our office. Definitely. We have so many coffee lovers here. Definitely. And once, once we get it, we'll probably go. Review of it on the podcast, probably. Yeah, we can do that, guys. Uh, yeah, so and if you try, let us know. But more soon. So I'm going to talk about a story which is very close to my heart. It's one of my first stories on the Western India. Oh, really? And uh, it's got a bit of everything. It's unique. It's got history to it. And it's about this ancient town in uh, Uttar Pradesh called Kanauj. Mm. So Kanauj is known as the perfume capital of India, and this has been going on since the ancient times. You know, there was this time when you had a silk route, we also had a scent route, which took perfumes all the way from Kannauj to the Middle East. Okay, there was a trade route for Yeah, so it's a trade route because, you know, the perfumeries of Kannauj, the stuff they made was so highly in demand across the country. It was from the perfume capital, right? Yes, it is. It still is, it still was there, and they have this legacy. This is the legacy of that town, mm-hmm. and it has been continued for errors. And even the Mughal period, you know, History, history, history text, the Mughals love their uh, fragrant oils, you know, essential oils. And all of that is sourced from Kanauj. The Mughals just love everything exotic, right? Even the mangoes when it comes yeah, to Yeah, so we've got, we've got a lot of that in the story. Yeah. So then they had their own favorite stuff. Yeah. And perfumes were one of that. Interestingly, the beginning of the Kanauj industry is also related to the Mughals. Mm-hmm. So this is how the tale goes, you know, that uh, while there were some perfume industry even before the medieval era. So there's this man from Kanoj in the palace of Jahangir and Noor Jahan, who was famous for her rose wines and her cosmetic procedures, she used to put rose petals into her bath. So this guy was working in a palace and he noticed that there were these droplets of oil floating in the bath and he deduced the fact so we might just assume he's a that those petals in the presence of hot water are releasing their oils mm. and he decided to use that to create something similar in Kanaj and the process which he developed is known as the steam condensate process mm. which is still in practice till today that's a long time to carry on the same way what's the process like this? so uh, I think the process so but I tell you about the perfume. Okay. Right. So we are going to talk about this one, Mitti Akar. Mm-hmm. And it's literally what its name says. It's the fragrance of the earth. It replicates that first smell of the rain, you know, when it, it's just going to rain and there's thunder in the uh, thunder and there's that wet earth smell. There's a word for it, right? Yeah, it's a petri pot. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. So it's that smell. Uh-huh. So the one perfume I'm talking about it, bottles this smell for you. Wow. And the process is the same one, which is, we don't know the exact time, but it's been used to sensation times. It's called Bay and Bhakka. So I'll tell you how it's made. So Minty Atta is literally made of Minty or clay shards. These clay shards are molded by hand and some baked in nearby villages. But these shards are brought to the perfumeries of Kanoj and there's this big copper vessel called Dei. So the shards are immersed in water in this day. Through a bamboo pipe, it's connected to another vessel called as the bhakka, in which you have got this base of sandalwood oil. 
So the process is very like the distillation stages. Exactly, it's like you have those two big uh, yeah, yeah. two vessels and the pipe connecting it. Right. So the gate, the copper vessel with the clay shards, is boiled and steam travels the pipe into the other container where it mixes into the sandwich oil. Wow. And uh, this is done in a very slow flame, so it continues over time, and drop by drop, you got that clay smelling essence. Dripping into the sand oil. Did I suppose it's a process of just removing the water now? No, so then we we'll just uh, cover up with a wet cloth to reduce the temperature mm -hmm. so that the smell is retained and we store it in bottles which were originally made of camel skins mm -hmm. but today we are made of buffalo skins or leather. So these bottles are then kept out in the sun for days. What happens now is that the sun evaporates all the excess water in that oil. So what remains behind is pure, organic, Mineral rich Mithilaka. Wow. And it smells amazing. From what I've heard from people using it, it really does smell like country oil. Yeah, you know, like, always imagine like you know, somebody's coming to work, like me, man, and I just put this on me. It just smells like I came from some Yeah, perfect. You, you know, just imagine this hot, sultry tray, and you just have this spray of something that smells like rain, you know. It just be so refreshing. <laughs> and, and just the fact that it's got so much history to go into this smell. And in fact, if you go to Panoj, there's this place called Vijay Market. You walk in and you've got people sorting all kinds of ingredients, you know, like flower petals and lentigo. And there are these series of shops with this, you know, amber colored liquid in this vials. And if you go and ask the shopkeepers, they say that the most intimate product is the theater. I can imagine. Yeah. It's, it's simply that smell which is so unique, it's so refreshing. And definitely, I love it because monsoon is my favorite season. I get something which smells like it, I'm sure you will love it. The fragrance of the earth sounds like something out of my blood. <laughs> so, you know, this is so nice. We talk about this coffee, which is so interlinked to long rain, and you've got the smell of the rain. They both, I think they both uh, have this very, what is that rain? Oh, it's GI tag. GI, yeah. So, yeah. you see the number of coffee also. Yeah, that has the GI tag. Wow, guys. So, GI tag, for those who don't know, is only given to very unique products. Which are only made in a particular region or place. You have the Tiruvatti Lazu, uh, you have obviously the silk which is made in Assam, then you have uh, these two products, that is the Monsoon Malabar and the Mithiatta which is made in Kanaj. Actually, all the perfumes made in Kanaj have the GI tag, oh. but then I am talking specifically about Mithiatta. So, is that it? No, I've got something in cards for you guys. So, I think okay. we're going to talk about fragrances. Of uh, rain, so why don't we talk about other smells, aromas, which you know, which are so quintessentially Indian? Mm -hmm. uh, something like, um, let's first say, uh, marigold flowers. So you go to these pujas and weddings, and they have all these strings of flowers throughout, and it's not very pleasant or uh, not very pungent as well, but very, very iconic. I feel it's, it's a very Indian smell for me. What about you? So let's just have this quick fire thing. Tell me what reminds you. What is the smell that reminds you of India? Karan. Uh-uh. No. No, I don't know. Before anything, let me just... I talk about flowers and you talk about flowers. Just say, so... My grandfather was a farmer. Okay. So it was in this village for now, of course, every day when I was a child, I used to go back to the village. And you know, you've been to villages, so... Yes. Obviously, a lot of the uh, a lot of the fuel was used by Kalan. They all, all the other before. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing those uh, powder cakes we put on the mud huts. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think it was used as fuel. 
It was, it was. Huh. And it was also used. But tell me honestly, did you really like the smell? You you said it's something that oh, reminds you. Okay. So if you're going to go to USA and smell cloud, you're going to think of India. Okay, I don't know if it's this, but yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're putting me in a nice point here. Yes. But yeah, okay, back to you. Well, for me, I talk about monsoons. I have to talk about masala chats. Alright, oh, definitely. Yeah, so it's one of my favorite things. And uh, you know that there's this smell which walks up from a hot cup of masala chai. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's hot, it's sweet, it's got the kick of the masalas and it's just so nice, it's so refreshing especially when it's raining outside you know. So yeah, that's one smell which reminds me of home, which reminds me of India. Oh, that goes well with Well, yeah, we're 
Thank you guys. Bye bye.